With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode number 76 of Harden My Take, the number one podcast on TheDreamShake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets on SBNation.com. Jeremy Werner here riding solo tonight on the rocket ship. It's a little bit, it's almost midnight in Houston right now. Uh, my co-pilot Michael Brown has work in the morning and could not join me today. Of course, very important. Uh, so the unemployed people like myself, uh, we get to come on in the wee hours of the morning to talk draft night 2020. One of the most unique draft nights that we've seen. Uh, and the Rockets came into the night with a pick uh, and left the night with a pick, just not the one we were expecting. So let's just start there. So about an hour and a half, two hours before the draft begins, we get that tweet and we learn that Trevor Reza now three times a rocket, now three times an ex-rocket has been traded to the Detroit Pistons for the for a future first round pick. But also Trevor Reza took that number 16 pick that we were all super excited about 48 hours ago and took it to Detroit. Detroit took a lot of picks tonight. And that was one of them, number 16, that originally belonged to Portland, that came to us in the Covington deal. There's a chance that it might turn into a three-team deal because all of the deals have not been yet finalized by the league. So, nonetheless, the pick at 16 did not come to Houston. It went to Detroit. They selected Isaiah Stewart. Uh, and honestly... You know, yeah, I'm a little bummed. I was really looking forward to having a top 20 pick in Houston. It's been a while since we've had a guy like that. Um, but Isaiah Stewart, freshman out of Washington, uh, he could have he could have been a potential Rocket. Like, the Rockets were probably eyeing him uh, with that pick. 
Um, he's 6'9", 250, uh, but he is not going to be at the Rockets. So that is a bit disappointing. But then the Rockets came back uh, in the second round. And part of the Detroit trade was that we got a second round pick. Uh, in 2021 that originally belonged to the Lakers. Chances are that pick would have been in the bottom five. But the Rockets were able to take that pick and send it to Sacramento for the number 52 pick, which originally belonged to the Houston Rockets, believe it or not. The Rockets sent that second-round pick to the Sacramento Kings in the trade deadline deal that brought Houston Iman Shumpert uh, last season, 2019. So funny how things come full circle like that. Uh, we get Kenyon Martin Jr., KJ Martin. Yes, he is the son of former number one overall selection, Kenyon Martin. So let's take a look at what KJ Martin is. I'm going to call him KJ because I think that that's how he was referred to on the broadcast tonight, so that is what I will refer to him as as well. KJ Martin, uh, he took a gap year at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida, um, instead of going to college. Uh, he originally committed to Vanderbilt, um, but decided to take a year off. Uh, he's played in a lot of competitive basketball over the years, though. He was with Sierra Canyon, uh, that same high school as uh, Bronny James, former teammate of Bronny James's, and now at, and then at IMG Academy. I mean, you don't just let any ordinary athlete into IMG Academy. This dude is sick with athleticism. Six seven two fifteen uh, can play the three or the four. It seems maybe even some five. Like his dad. Like if Kenyon Martin were in the league today, he would be a five. I would say. Yeah, he's six nine. Um, and I think that's why the Rockets really liked him. He's six seven, has a has a pretty good three point shot. There's a video on Twitter of him posted by Jonathan Gavoni, and he um, knocked down like out of seventy threes, he hit like fifty of them, which is pretty freaking good. Pretty freaking good. Now Kenny Mart- uh, KJ Martin, only nineteen, will be twenty in January. Very raw talent, extremely raw. Um, and that is good and bad for the Rockets. Good because, uh, you have someone that you can, you know, groom. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he spent most of this year in the G League, uh, but depending on what the G League looks like this year, uh, it's a bit up in the air. If the Rockets are looking at a rebuild more, if the Rockets are looking to rebuild this season, chances are we'll see KJ play, um, but... I don't think that's going to happen, especially with James and Russ still on the roster. Um, but KJ Martin, he's got all the tools that you would expect from a Rockets team. And this is an important first draft for Steven Silas and Rafael Stone. And, and this is just to kind of see what direction they want to take this team. What direction are they trying to go in? And it looks like the scouting department and Steven Silas are on the same page. They want to get athletic guys that can play multiple positions and be less predictable. I think that was something about uh, the introductory press conference that Steven Silas had and have them be more predictable. K.J. Martin can play 
small, um, can be like a four or five small, or if you're looking to play big, he can be a three or a four potentially. And he has an outside shot. He looks like he has a pretty good corner three. So when PJ Tucker eventually, uh, kicks the rocket bucket, um, that did sound a little bit foul, but when PJ Tucker is no longer part of the rockets, I think that KJ Martin can play a similar role. Someone that is a bit undersized for his position, but can defend guys that are a little bit bigger than him and can hit a corner three. Um, that's super important. Now, if you look at um, his weaknesses, um, I mean, I would I would say the fact that he didn't play in at least college ball is a bit concerning. Um, but other than that, I mean... I'm, I'm pretty optimistic about him. I'm pretty optimistic. I like that he is active on defense. I like that he has that corner three shot. I like that he can, you know, play different, like be successful doing multiple different things on the court. That is super important, especially for a guy uh, in 2020. And there's a lot to work with there. So hopefully that developmental staff that the Rockets have built uh, can can bring that out of KJ Martin. Uh, other than that, like his his weaknesses, I'm looking at Peachtree Hoops, our uh, Hawks SB Nation sister site. Uh, they did a profile on him. Go check that out. Um, you know, they say that his jump shot is not particularly refined, so that could be an issue. Someone that can't necessarily. Um, you know, he's not, he's more of a catch and shoot guy, which I feel like that, like, he's not going to be like a shot creator in this league. And, you know, that's just not who he is, which is okay. Um, and I think that if, if KJ Martin develops into this guy, I think he's going to be like, like a PJ Tucker, honestly, someone who's active on defense and can sit in the corner uh, and hit that shot when when it's needed. When whoever, whether it's James or Russ or whoever that point guard is, driving into the paint, kicking it out to a uh, wide open KJ Martin in, in the corner. I could totally see that happening. So good on the Rockets for getting a guy uh, that can fill a need and potentially be here for uh, for a while. So then the Rockets in free agency now... Uh, right now, I've only looked at one at one signing uh, through undrafted free agency, and it appears to be Mason Jones, a guard out of Arkansas. Now, there could very well be another signing, um, and at this point right now, it's just Mason Jones. Led the SEC in scoring this season out of Arkansas, junior, uh, for, uh, went decided in Forgoed, decided to forego his senior year of eligibility. But 22 points a game has 35% from the three-point line. Mason Jones is a scorer. And that is something, like, I could see him competing with Chris Clemens to fight out for that role. Now, Mason Jones is a little bit bigger than Chris Clemens. Six foot five, can play, he's more of like a two-guard Um but I just, for me, he's a scorer. He's a flat-out scorer. You know, 45% from the field, 
35% from three-point land, he is going to go out and get you a bucket. Um, and that's, that's, you know, you could never have too many of those guys. Uh, that's super awesome. Love that the Rockets are going after those kind of guys. Now, he's an undrafted free agent, so we can't expect too much out of undrafted free agents, um, especially considering where the team is with guards. Um, Mason Jones is not going to play a huge role in this team in the short term. In the long term, maybe he could crack the rotation as as a uh, as a role player backup to guard. Uh, but for right now, Mason Jones is simply filling out the roster. And in the case like what happened last year when Chris Clemens needed to play some extra minutes, I think he got a couple of starts even. Maybe that could be Mason Jones instead of Chris Clemens, depending on how the two of them go at it in uh, training camp. But that's kind of who I see right now uh, in, in the very little knowledge that I've had so far on Mason Jones. But you always want to go out and get guys that are looking to score the basketball. That is never going to be like you could see guys like centers, like super big centers, like Vernon Carey Jr., guys like that, like Udoka Azabuki, who got drafted pretty late tonight than they could have if they were drafted 10 years ago because that's just how the game has evolved. Those kind of players are kind of phasing out. But guys like Mason Jones are never going to phase out because you're always looking to score points on you're always looking to score points. So that is that is how you win basketball games. So Mason Jones, good potential project moving forward. Um, and that's the kind of guy you want. He's 22 years old. So he's got some college experience. He played in uh, junior college for a year. So decent looking forward to seeing what we can get out of Mason Jones. Uh, and welcome to Houston. But now let's get back to the main takeaway from tonight, which is this trade for number 16 that is leading us uh, a bit astray. A lot of us kind of scratched our heads, I think, when we learned of the news that uh, that they made this trade, that they sent Ariza away again uh, and 16 for a pick that is heavily protected. This is a top 16 protected pick for the next four seasons. That means that Detroit has to be a playoff team, uh, a seven-seater higher in the East, for at, at some point during the next four years in order for this to work. Now, that could happen maybe in year three or year four, but chances of us getting this pick in 2021 and 2022 are not very good. 2023 maybe 2024 maybe and then after that in 2025 this becomes a top 10 protected pick and then i believe the next year as well and then the following year after that it's top six so the rockets will eventually get this pick and i think after that year 2027 the pick turns into second round pick so hopefully the rockets get this pick at some point um or they can find a way to trade this pick at some point. But it's just, it's a bit weird. Why would you trade a surefire top 20 pick and then trade it for 
a pick that probably won't even exist for a couple of years. So here's my theory. The Rockets are looking to trade that pick and they're getting this $12.8 million trade exception as part of this. And the chances of this becoming a three-team deal with Detroit and Portland, very high, I would say. And maybe even a four-team trade uh, if you involve Sacramento, technically, because the pick that we sent Sacramento for K.J. Martin um, was the pick that we got in this deal from Detroit. So maybe maybe it won't be a th- It's either going to be... It probably will be, I would say, at least a three-team trade, and then maybe two separate trades, but it could also just be three separate trades. Nonetheless, the Rockets traded a surefire number 16 pick and traded it for a pick that may not exist in three years. But they got a $12.8 million trade exception that will allow them to spend more on their... And then they were able to get the full mid-level exception for $9 million or whatever. Basically, what that shows me is that come Friday, the Rockets will sign somebody, or the Rockets are looking to sign somebody that is an upgrade from Robert Covington. Or they're looking to get someone that would require that kind of signing. If you don't get a guy that's better than Robert Covington, it's a bad trade. Because you basically spent all of that to get to get Robert Covington off your books. That that that's how you make the trade. It just doesn't make a whole lot of sense. However, there are some guys here that I would be very interested if the Rockets were able to sign using whatever money they have from this trade. Two guys in particular that make the most sense to me. Number one, Serge Ibaka. Ibaka makes a lot of sense for Houston as someone who can be a starting center and can be a traditional center, but also can space the floor for James Harden and Russ, someone who's also very familiar with the two of them and could potentially appease them into maybe not wanting to go so quickly. That's someone that will also help this team win basketball games this year. So to me, when you trade the two picks or when you trade Robert Covington and you get the two firsts back, you're thinking, oh, well, they're probably using this so that they can get picks and they can start rebuilding. But clearly that's not the case with, with this trade. So Serge Ibaka makes a lot of sense for this team. Another guy that makes a lot of sense is Christian Wood. Now, if the Rockets could find a way to get Christian Wood back in their organization, I would be immensely, immensely excited. Christian Wood uh, has had a very rough start to his NBA career. It's been a five-year career, but he's only 25. He just turned 25, and he's played for Philly, Charlotte, Milwaukee, New Orleans, Detroit. He also had a stint, I believe, with the Rockets. Um, whether it was, yeah, it was in Summer League 2015. So when he went undrafted, the Rockets were the first ones to take a look at him and say, yep, that's who we would like. And he's struggled to find footing in the league. Detroit has been the most solid of the destinations thus far. 
but it's he's a free agent and now he's looking to cash in because this past season in 62 games for Detroit the most he played he played mo- he played more games this past season for Detroit than in all of his first four seasons or his first three seasons combined he averaged 13 points a game and six boards 38% from 3 and 56% from the floor. This dude can play basketball. And he also, you know, he's 6'10". He can space the floor really well. He would be an ideal fit for this team. With anybody. He can fit with a Russ lineup. He can fit with a Harden lineup. He can fit with a rebuilding lineup. He makes sense in all of the potential scenarios for the Rockets. He's a very flexible guy for the Rockets. Now, Christian Wood is going to cost you some in free agency. He's going to have a lot of suitors um, coming in his direction. And who knows how much they're going to pay Christian Wood because he hasn't played a whole lot. He's played a hundred and something games in five seasons, but can't, what will he be worth? at the end of the day. And he's a top three or four center on the market right now. So I think that if the Rockets can find a way to get Christian Wood, it can give them a lot of flexibility moving forward. And it, it brings them probably one of the more talented bigs um, up and coming and in this free agency class. So I'm really hoping for Christian Wood very look he can go and re-sign with Detroit Detroit will probably offer him a good good deal but he's gonna look elsewhere and he's gonna have suitors elsewhere he's gonna have to make a choice um but also if you think about it the Rockets making this trade I feel like they already know things that we just don't know because we can't know because the free agency period hasn't started yet why would you make all this, you know, space for money if you didn't know that you needed to spend it? To me, I think that the Rockets already have something up their sleeves and they're ready to make a splash now that they have the money to do so. The goal was to get, I think that Ariza uh, bringing him on was just a way to get the picks and then be able to move the salary. I truly believe that is what the Rockets are trying to do. And I think that whether it's Baca, whether it's Wood, whether it's somebody else, that is who that is who this trade, this these two trades were made for primarily. It wasn't to get Covington out of here. It wasn't to get a uh it wasn't to get that first round pick because that turned into uh whoever the Rockets are supposed to get. So Hopefully this means that the Rockets are about to make a big splash in free agency, which of course would totally add to this immense fire that they've already created for themselves. Quite an interesting couple of weeks for the Rockets, and it's only going to continue, especially with free agency coming uh, Friday evening. A lot's about to go down, and we'll be here at Harden My Take uh with you on Monday recapping what happened over the weekend 
at thedreamshake.com. You can check out all of our content as we navigate through these next few days of free agency. If there are any undrafted free agents that come in, we will have you covered as well. Shout out to Cody Davis, who held the fort down tonight uh, at thedreamshake.com. Go check out his stuff out there on thedreamshake.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at DreamShakeSBN. We recently reached 25,000 followers, so thank you to each and every one of you who follows us at DreamShakeSBN. And if you don't, go ahead and click that follow button. If you're over on Facebook, go ahead and click that like button. And be sure not to miss a single episode of Harden My Take uh, by downloading our podcast and not missing a single episode every Monday and Thursday. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of Harden My Take. I'm Jeremy Brenner, and until next time, go Rockets!